ladies and gentlemen. Only the best internet radio station <laughs> in the world. Oh, yeah! No, the universe. The Coda iRadio Network. Backed by popular demand. Woo! Now about to witness the strength of street knowledge. I'm your DJ. DJ Barbecue. It's done over 400 Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands in the air. This is Uncut Live, and I'm DJ Barbecue, powered by KBAC.Rocks. Rock radio the way rock radio should be. Midwest All Pro Wrestling. Go to MidwestAllProWrestling.com. Get tickets and feel the excitement. Jekyll and Hyde Barbecue, our brothers from another mother. They make barbecue so good, mm-hmm, they'll put a smile on your face. And Remedy Brewing Company, it's the remedy for what ails you. All right, Code Eye Radio Network. My name is DJ Barbecue. As you know, I'm here with Rowdy Rat from Bummer Slam, a podcast that's also in this area of the Midwest. We're all proud of here. I wanted to bring her on because we support all the other podcasts that are around. Uh, Rowdy, why don't you go ahead and tell everybody uh, who you are, where you started, and, and uh, when did you start liking professional wrestling? Well, hello, everybody. It's me, Rowdy Rat. I'm the host, as you said, of Bummer Slam. Um, you know, I've kind of always loved professional wrestling my entire life. I kind of anticipated you were going to ask me this question. And I was, like, trying to think back to, like, when my first tangible memory of wrestling was. And I straight up don't know. Um, yeah, I've been watching it forever. It's something that my dad and I always did together every Monday and Friday. Just something that we always did from the time I was five to probably, like, 13. Um... And then I fell off the wagon for a couple of years. I didn't really watch it so much. And it seems like every couple of years after that, I would get back into it. Like something would remind me of it. And I would be like, oh, yeah, I love this. Why did I stop watching it? And in the past year, it's gotten like, it's gotten really intense more so than before. I'm like, this is amazing. Like, there's so much to this. And there's so much to explore in this. I could talk about this for a long time. And so I, I got the idea to start a podcast. That was something that I kind of always wanted to do, but never really knew what I would talk about. And now I'm just kind of like, well, wrestling, obviously wrestling. And I wanted to put it in this semi-educational format, as I say, because none of my friends really like wrestling. They don't really know what it is. They've never really watched it before. And so I wanted to approach it in a way that my listeners, the people who are on my podcast, everybody involved, doesn't know anything, and I'm teaching them. And that seems to have been successful for me so far. People will, like, tweet me and come up to me and be like, wow, this is actually really interesting. You should do more about this, which has been very rewarding. 
I've listened to a couple of the episodes the like just recently to get refamiliar with it. I've listened to it on, uh, off and on, you know, in between when I have time, uh, you know, when I do my other job and then my son and then all that stuff of taking care of him. Um, where did you get into which era of professional wrestling um, did you start watching? Because uh, you said that it was a Monday and Friday. So now a lot of people that don't know, um, you know, there's WCW Monday Nitro and then there was mm -hmm. Monday Night Raw. So there's always these different eras of where people kind of fell into that gap of where they started. Where did you start? I started very early Ruthless Aggression era. About, uh, two, I want to say like 2001, 2002. So like The Rock was still a thing, but he was kind of on his way out. It was mostly like Brock Lesnar, very early Brock Lesnar, like Kurt Angle, Chris Benoit, guys like that were the big guys of the time. Uh, when when that all around started and Brock came on, I was I'm I'm in my like mid 30s, late 30s, and I remember seeing him at the state AAU. Uh, state uh, South Dakota wrestling tournaments. Wow. Like he was there, and he was always... He was always well-known, but it wasn't until, like, I think his junior... Uh, kind of midst of his junior season, it started really hyping up, and then you kind of knew that there was Division One schools, like, looking at him. Um, I've heard a lot of other stories to kind of confirm those from an old classmate of his that lives down here. Uh, where I'm from in the Midwest, and he's just a freak of nature. Uh, it was a, it was a, it was amazing because we never really had. I mean, the ones that we ever had around here were like way old time movie stars. We had you know oh, Daisy yeah. Duke and, and and you know and and a lot of those old old shows. So when this happened, it was like it was exciting. It was like oh my gosh, there's somebody from South Dakota, so we can actually make it. Who in professional wrestling? Uh, was closer to your area where you grew up, where you kind of felt like, oh my gosh, they made it, I could make it too. Oh man, you know, somebody, somebody that I've always looked up to my whole life is Mean Gene Okerlund. I love Mean Gene. Um, I just recently found out that he is from Brookings, South Dakota. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. And That's he also amazing. Had restaurants in, in Sioux Falls and uh, and some of the other surrounding areas as well too. He's actually in the South that. Dakota Hall of Fame for music, too, for one of his he songs. He is? Band. Yes. Oh, yep. my God. A national hero, a national yes. treasure. Yes, and there are some songs that you, you would listen to, and it's like, oh, that's his? Did not know. <laughs> but, yeah, he's in the South Dakota Hall of Fame for that. Uh, kind I mean, of, he deserves it. He oh, earned it. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then he was in Minnesota uh, for a while for TV mm -hmm. and AWA. Uh, do you remember any of those? Did your dad or any relatives or friends' relatives ever tell you about the old days of the territory that you got familiar with? You know, I kind of found out about that on my own. Earlier this year, when I decided that I was into professional wrestling, I, I wasn't so much concerned in this area that's happening right now, mm -hmm. this, like, era that we're going through. I'm very interested in um, the new-gen era and every era before that, particularly... Um, dealing with the territories and things like that. Um, on my show, I'm actually going to be doing a review of the death of WCW, and I'll get, like, super into the, the territory stuff. But, like, yeah, all of that kind of thing, I kind of found it on my own, and it's super interesting. Uh, the, the way that you do your podcast, for those that haven't seen that, and I encourage them to go find you 
uh, on Bumber Slam on all the podcast platforms. You have a certain way of doing it, and it's not like you, um, you know, kind of go into an educational thing. It's more or less. It's kind of, uh, it's it, it's easier for people to understand. Some of them kind of go too quick for it. Uh, and try to explain like this, 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 and this, and then they go real quick, and then it's kind of like, okay, what did you really say? But you you go and you 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 cut it up in bits and pieces, and then you kind of put those puzzles together, uh, pieces of the puzzle together. Um, <laughs> can you give the viewers and the listeners uh, when I put this on the podcast, uh, it'd be the listeners and the viewers on YouTube? Can you give them like kind of what your your plan basis is when you start doing a podcast or getting ready to do one? Yeah, so whenever I pick out my topic, you know, whatever I'm going to talk about, I like to structure my show in the order that things happen chronologically. I don't really like to go out of place as far as that goes. I like to talk about things as they happen. And say if something comes up that will happen later, I will note that. And once it happens again later in the show, I will go back to that just to make sure that everybody's on the same page. Because like I said before, I go into each show assuming that nobody knows anything about any of the things that I'm talking about. And I just want to make it like as easy as possible for people to understand what's going on. And I think the easiest way to do that is to just do it as it happens. How long does it take you to kind of get your structure put together? Like, where do you have to do and where do you go get your research? Um, and, and do you have a, a format that you usually kind of rely on? Yeah, so I usually do, I do all of my research on my own. My sources are primarily um, things from the WWE network and things from my own personal internet research. And I'll type up um, like an outline, basically, a full sentence outline of like things that are going to happen in, in the show as it progresses. And I'll put all my notes in, I'll have my laptop up, and I'll pretty much just like look at my notes and talk about them as they happen on the show really not a whole lot of other structure as far as that goes. Uh, do you kind of, you know, go off the path, off your blueprint sometimes, just to kind of, uh, you know, if something comes up that you remember that you didn't put it in there, or do you just kind of stay within your, you know, um, I guess synopsis, if that's the correct word? Oh, yeah. Um, if I think of something that I, that I forgot to type in my notes, I'll just go off on that and find my place later. There's not really any like hard structure, I would say. Okay. Mostly just like as it happens in my brain. Um, do you have any recommendations for those who are doing podcasts right now that are kind of getting frustrated or ones that are kind of semi like looking through YouTube like myself? I always do. I look through YouTube to try to see and get, you know, little educational pieces that I can take to, uh, you know, apply to mine. Uh, is there anything that you want to give them advice when you're doing that? Because, I mean, you have to be pretty, uh, um, you have to be uh, continuous and you have to be consistent when you do that. Uh, give them a little advice if you have any. My biggest piece of advice, I would say, is always start early. Don't assume that you're going to have more time because a lot of the times you don't have more time, especially if you run, like, uh, this podcast comes out every Friday at noon, right? I'm pretty staunch about that. If you want to do that, you have to be on top of it. And even consider even consider recording your show weeks in advance if you have to, if you think that something is going to come up. Just always be on top of that. Right. I mean, I, we always try to be prepared. Uh, you know, we had, uh, you know, one of the co-hosts get sick. 
so we couldn't re record for their show usually on Saturdays. Uh, we try to do on the weekends so then we can get you know as many to uh, have in the background just in case. Well, then our other co-host got sick. The other one, you know, work-related. My son got sick or I got injured or you have to be able to have those ones in the back burner. Now, um, I kind of try to, uh, myself, kind of uh, adapt and adjust and evolve during those days. So sometimes I put a little too much work on myself, but you are right. You should probably do as much as you can ahead of time and, you know, be more uh, positive productive than, than you know, you oh, know yeah. cluster <laughs> backward negative productive. Okay, so we got all that out of the way. Um, is there any one superstar that you resonated with that you resonate today that's different than what you resonated before? You know, back in my day, in my youth, I'll say, <laughs> I, was, I was a big Brock Lesnar gal. I was in love with him. He was my guy. You know, he could never do anything wrong in my eyes. And these days, you know, I hate to talk shit about Brock Lesnar because, you know, he's a South Dakota boy. We oh, love trust me. Don't Dakota worry about boy. it. I talk shit about him all the time. My you, God. You, you can talk to the co-host if you want him on your show. <laughs> I am just so sick of Brock Lesnar. I'm so sick of Brock Lesnar. <laughs> Listen, we get it. He can squash guys in eight seconds. We've seen him do it for 15 years. Let's see him fight somebody. Let's see him do anything else. I'm just getting kind of tired of Rock. I want him to do something else. I, I, the, you know, I, I like all the all the ones from South Dakota. Recently with Shane. Oh yeah. I, you know, I've I've told Shane his dad this, and I go, "Am I wrong?" Because he's he's you know he's an elder. He's he's seen wrestling before, and I asked him about Brock. I said, is it wrong for me to kind of be bored with him now? Because they used to book him to where they actually had some, I mean, they, they knew that you, you, you knew that he was a beast and he was oh, going to yeah. win no matter what, but at least there was this battle, this fight that it wasn't just like, okay, we're going to just keep suplex and suplex. And do you, do you see the similar, what I'm saying is that if they would book him like they used to and be dominant still, and not just have five minute matches or squash matches, like, do you think that they should be going back to that? Is that the reason why you're kind of getting tired of him? Because that's the only reason why I am. Because basically with the belts anymore, it's almost like it's uh, one of those uh, belts you get with the toy action figure now just because he was a UFC fighter. So, like, oh, exactly. we just have to have him have, a you know, an ornament on. I totally agree with that. It's like the belt doesn't mean anything right now. Like, if he all he's going to do is squash guys and squash guys and squash guys. Like... It doesn't matter. That's all right. he's doing. I'm, yeah, like you said, I'm totally bored with it. I wish they would go back to what they were doing with him before. It's more interesting. Man, if only. <laughs> well, with right now, with the way that they have Drew McIntyre, I like yes. what they're doing with that. I hope that the, the match goes real well and it's not like suplex, 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 because... If you, if anybody have watched that ruthless aggression, uh, you know, documentaries that they have right now, they had one with Brock, and, and you know, it went into a little more in depth than other people have ever seen and and uh, ever heard on interviews or ever watched in interviews. Mm -hmm. Um, he's not a real people person, and he likes to do the way that he wants to do, and that's all right. Um, but at least he's not doing his spin moves and doing all that because he damn near broke his neck and broke, you know, ended his career. Yeah. Uh, if, if you remember that one. Um, anybody outside of Brock that you actually are resonating that you're liking right now? 
Well, you know, like we were just talking about Shayna Baszler. I, she's on fire right now, man. Really excited to see her. Just watch the Elimination Chamber. That was, that was something. Um, <laughs> I mean, we all knew it was going to happen, though. It was just like, it was very boring to watch. But okay, regardless. So let's, let's go with that. What about the match that you thought was boring? Because I, I thought the pay-per-view, it, it wasn't like they used to. There's too much going on, so they, they're trying to throw this here, this there. It, it's like you can tell, well, with me-wise, when I'm you know doing office work or organizing, I can tell, like even when they were in Sioux Falls, you could tell that they were trying to do things last minute and just throw things together and try to figure you know figure things out. It wasn't like planned like they used to, where you had this yeah. big, amazing hype for it. What was it about that match? And maybe I'll see if you're thinking the same thing that you kind of thought was boring with it. It was like they set it up that Shayna was going to win from the very beginning. Like everybody knew that Shayna was going to win from the very beginning. And she comes in and she's just squashing people left and right. And it's like there was no variety. It was so straightforward the way that she won. It was like... It was like they weren't even trying to make it seem like it was a real fight. You know what I mean? Right. Um, what I was thinking was is that I liked her dominance because it showed the dominance. The only fact is, is give the disbelief that there's a chance that somebody's actually going to beat her. Like Asuka should have I been, totally agree. Asuka should have been like that, but I don't want the match to go any longer. I just wish there was a little bit more excitement uh, and not, and when I say excitement, I don't mean like, completely have a bunch of like you know whatever at least if she's a cage fighter like she has been and she's you know was in the top like top 10 of like cage fighters or even higher mm -hmm. than that at one point um i i wish they would have been a little bit more battling back and forth instead of just sitting in the middle and doing nothing like i don't know who decided to you know be genius about that if you're gonna let her be dominant then let them all come at her at the same time and just completely tap them out and no then, kidding and then yeah you know, push that door open, have them come in, then tap them out, cap it in. The last one should have been the one like what they did with Liv, having on the ring where she just basically lifted him up and, you know, and tapped her out. Because that was there was like yeah. a six-minute pause before yeah. Liv Morgan came out. That was ridiculous. Right. They could have been doing anything else with that time, and they didn't do anything. Well, Liv got beat the crap out of more than what Immediately. Natty, Natty did. <laughs> And yeah. Natty was kind of laying there. Um, but I get the point. You know, you want her to be dominant. You want her to look strong because you're going to have, like, the man, the you know, the best champion mm -hmm. that they have. I like how they did that. And it's just that if they would have just shortened the match down and just let it go, you know, quicker, I think that would have been a little bit, you know, nicer in my opinion. Um, yeah. Let's go to the AJ Styles match. What did you think about that one with Aleister Black? Um, I thought it was weird, quite honestly. <laughs> I thought it was really weird. The Undertaker? Okay, I guess The Undertaker is here. Right. That's cool. Um, yeah, I mean, it was a nice little he match, He lurks in you the know? shadows during WrestleMania. Okay, I guess that's just where he lives now. Right? Yeah, they're talking about they're the setting ring. up AJ Styles versus Undertaker at WrestleMania. Okay, all right. I like to add well, that that promo reminds me of before you even ever were able to start watching that's what oh, the way yeah. the promos were back back <laughs> in the day. Like, before AJ was even, like, starting out, that's what the promos were like. You know, name of the person's real name. You you really didn't want to do that because that was like you get scolded upon because that was breaking the fourth wall. But then nope. there were some that just, you know, wanted to take that chance and then apologize later. Um, 
But yeah, that was extremely like a promo that they would uh, back. I'm hoping that you hear next time when they do the contract signing, the first words that comes out of the entrance of The Undertaker is that dead man walking. Now, if oh my anybody, God. <laughs> anybody doesn't know that, um, I'm going to mark out and say that I'm a huge Limp Biscuit fan. I always been. I like that one a lot better than the Kid Rock one. Just because it I just agree. it just didn't have the same appeal. It was like, oh yeah, you know, business is gonna pick up. This is an ass kicker, American badass, and all that. Whatever happened, they changed it. But if I hear Dead Man Walking, and it comes out, I think that would be the perfect time to have him come out because you know he's. They said his mystique's gone. He's doing all this. Oh yeah. Well, now you're talking about somebody's wife, and once he said his wife that said his real name. I was, yeah, that was, is like, oh shit, th this is gonna, this is gonna be on. It's right gonna now. happen, yeah. Um, any other matches like the? What did you think about the? I call it the cluster tag team tornado chamber match. What did you think about? It was that ridiculous. One? It was ridiculous. <laughs> I was like, I don't, I don't care about anybody that's in this match right now. Like there was just a lot going on the whole time. Like you said, it was a cluster. There was just, there was too much. <laughs> I, I give Tucker Knight. All the credit in the world, but please, I do not want to see him do flips like that again. No. I've seen people that size, men, women, whatever, try to do that off the ring without going off a cage, and they've landed and their legs been under them, and they break their leg just because of their, their mass, their weight. I mean, they can't control it. You know, it was awesome. To, it was awesome to see, but I hope they decide not to do that. I really would have liked it would have ended with Tucker, Heavy Machinery, and Dolph and rude and then you know have Dolph get the upper hand and then build oh, that yeah. build that up to to mania um but it, i mean it, they did what they did on there uh the other matches i i don't i don't know i i they were okay but they it just it, it was like they were filling you know yeah you had zach Ryder, kurt hawkins going against them in the in the kickoff and just like these guys deserve better Exactly. You know exactly. They're just they're just jobbing at this point. Right. That's I, all they do. The uh the Seth Rollins, the Messiah, and you know, now he's not his buddy anymore. It's just Murphy. Yeah. Um that one I, I don't know what your thought about that one is, but my thought is is that it's just it's been played out too much over the I last agree. couple weeks. It was like, okay, yeah, we could have just done this on Raw. Uh, you know, no no big deal. Um, you know, other than the pay per view do you go just by pay-per-view basis on your show, or do you go to other things, you know, like you said, you're going to go with the fall of WCW. Um, mm -hmm. Do you go to pay-per-view parts, or do you kind of do the origin stories? I generally do the origin stories, but every now and then I will do a pay-per-view. I don't really watch um, Raw or SmackDown or anything like that just because, like, I don't really have time to cover it on the show. Right. Um, but if there is a big pay-per-view that's, like, it matters, then I'll talk about it on the show. But mostly it's just like the origin story, things that have happened in the past. Right on. Uh, what's uh, one of your main ones that you want to look forward to doing that you haven't done yet? I am planning, it's going to be at least three parts. I'm doing a series about the Montreal screw job coming up with two people who have never heard of Bret Hart or Shawn Michaels ever. So it should be a good time. I, I will not tell my friends in Calgary at the Workhorse uh, Fitness oh. Performance Center that they don't know anything about uh, about Bret Hart. Uh, I know, right? Yeah, TJ actually is a part of the work, uh, Workhorse uh, Fitness Center. 
He's uh, one of the the main sponsors for that. Really? Uh, yeah, and uh, that is funny for people not to know who it is because you could walk around way back in the day, and when I when you know when I was younger, uh, you could just say Ric Flair, you could say Bret Hart, you could say Hulk Hogan, and mm-hmm. everybody knew, even if they didn't watch it, they knew. So that that's going to be interesting. Uh, now that you say that you have people in there, I was going to get to it. You do have a co-host every once in a while, don't you? Oh, sometimes co-host, okay. I would say. Sometimes, sometimes. We demoted sometimes. him a little bit or what? A little bit. I mean, <laughs> I'm the host. It's my show. I go. do what I want. But he is he is my most regular guest, Joe Geis. Mm-hmm. He is great because he knows more than the regular person about wrestling, but he's still pretty clueless about a lot of things. Right. So it's like... He can talk for a while about stuff, but it's not like he's gonna he's gonna outdo me on my own show, you know. <laughs> um. So when did you start deciding to do the podcast officially? I made a hard decision about it in October of last year, and I made a trailer and everything. And then I think it was mid-November I started the show. Took a little hiatus in December, like a month long, but I've been doing it every week ever since. Right on. And when did you, uh, and how did you found, find out about Midwest All Pro Wrestling? Because they're one of the sponsors of the show. Yes, my friend, somebody that I went to school with, her family, um, like, owns the Icon Lounge. And so oh, she right would on. work, she would work all of these events, like, tending bar and, like, cleaning up afterwards and stuff. And I was like, that sounds like so much fun and went to one of their shows and I think it was November, December, something like that and just never went back. Had a great time. Right. No, it, it, it's a good time. Uh, they all put together uh, very good matches. Everything is like pretty much you're you're addicted to it. You're stuck with it. Your eyes are yeah. glued to it uh, from the beginning to the end. Uh, the way that they do surprises, you don't even know. Sometimes you're just like, okay, that happened? Like, wh- what? Right. Yeah, and, and, you know, they have a good atmosphere there, and I like it. And I think Nick and, and Stephanie do a great job. Everybody does a great job. They have an event coming up uh, real soon here on the 29th of March, if I remember right. Uh, at the Icon Lounge, uh, they'll have information on our CODA sites and uh, on our Kodai Radio Network Twitter accounts and all that. Um, with your podcast... Do you have uh, a certain platform, or do you have like three or four? Do you do you go to pretty much whatever plat uh, podcast platform you have? Because that's the way I've been advertising is that you're on pretty much every podcast pla- podcast yeah. platform. I'm on everything, as far as I know. Right on. Yeah. Uh, so, with your podcast, and you have people that come on, and you do these these shows, these origin stories, and that have you ever? asked eugene to be on your show never i've never asked i'm too shy we are facebook friends but i am too shy maybe i'll muster up the courage one of these days i i would recommend he had he's a good person obviously as you know uh he's been a good friend he's been great to my son uh him and steph um i think that would be pretty cool to see you go in in depth with the origin story origin stories because he does have a oh, lot yeah. of those videos about you know different stories and man, he has he has great stories about you know what it takes to be a professional wrestler and how it is. He's one of the most recognized person that I I've done research on that everybody knows. He's such a great teacher. He's such a great trainer. Everybody had I had Madman uh, Fulton on the show uh, with my, our co-host Dave, and he would talk about yeah you know when he was down at the performance center you know uh, Eugene was down there and he was training and just the knowledge. <laughs> And, like, you should get the stories about OVW, 
OVW has been really close to my heart because that's one of the favorite like wrestling schools. Uh, I, I'm I'm pr pretty much biased about it. I told Al Snow that because that I, far as I'm concerned, that's the best wrestling school that you can ever go to. Mm -hmm. Like that, just the the talent that that came out of that school over the years, you know, especially during your uh, ruthless aggression era that you started watching. I mean, that was the be all end all like talent. Randy Orton, Brock Lesnar, John Cena, you know, everybody, yeah, yeah. Eugene, everybody. I mean, just you know. Sinbodi was out, out. I mean, just everybody out there. Um, other than the wrestling part, do you kind of adapt and kind of change things up to some other things that you want to add in there, or are you just going to stay with wrestling? I think I'm just going to stick with wrestling, honestly. This is the thing that I like the most. This is the thing that I can talk about the most. This is what I'm going to do. Right. Uh, any uh, any big events that you've ever gone to that you remember that you uh, kind of, like, stuck with you that you wish that you could go back to? I mean, like, in my youth, not really. The only thing that I ever really went to when I was a kid, I went to a house show in Rapid City. I grew up in the Black Hills, so I went to this house show in Rapid City, and it was the Raw roster. It had, like, Rob Van Dam, Chris Jericho, um, Trish Stratus, people like that. And that was just, like, that was so amazing to me because it was like, wow. These are real people. Like, you know, they don't right. just exist on my TV. They are real people in real life. And I get to share a planet with these people. That's crazy. Right. How many shows did you guys get out there in, in Rapid City? Not a lot, honestly. Um, I would say once a year. Yeah. As far as, like, the top ones go, WWE would come out there maybe once a year, once every two years. We didn't really get a lot. Pretty much everything that we had was based on TV. Um, although I do understand that back in the day, WCW used to do a pay-per-view in my hometown, Sturgis, South Dakota, which yep. is crazy yep. because nothing else ever happens yep. in Sturgis. Be, it used to be called, well, you know, you have the rally and that I could go on to stories about uh, how I got a nickname there, Serving Barbecue. Um, oh, boy. <laughs> that, that That's a long story for another show. Uh, and. They did Hog Wild is what they called it first, and then mm -hmm. they did Road Wild. And I didn't know until I watched some of the pay-per-view uh, documentaries that they didn't charge really anything, because how could you? No. Mm -hmm. You know, a bunch of bikers just rallying around there. It looked cool, but it, it was it was a logistics and other kind of nightmare out there. How much money they were wasting. Oh. They could have they charged they, and made they, that well, money they, back. Yeah, they could have charged uh, a, a good... Uh, reasonable price uh me going out there knowing that everything is is money out there they try to get you for every nickel and dime during the rally oh yeah if you haven't gone out there uh and you live there i've heard that people just said yeah you leave at that time if you're from there unless you're kind of like that party go lucky wild one but they uh we did uh we were out there for the 75th rally uh i can oh god i can officially say that i felt like i was in the federal penitentiary as soon as I got out, uh, that was an experience uh, that, you know, if you're a partier, you won't experience anything like that anywhere else. I mean, you could tell me that, oh, they party in other states, but that that is the mecca of partying because it doesn't just stay in surges anymore. That's oh, uh, no. all around the surrounding area. Did you ever get a chance to get any memorabilia or any chance to go to any of those shows? Uh, when you were young, or you is that way too far out? From oh that? man, I was about 
three years old. Okay, so yeah, there was no way that you'd be able to go no. there. No. My older cousins went to them, and they were just, like, obsessed yeah. with this particular show. They got all the stuff. They, like, saw Hulk Hogan, like, in the flesh. They were amazed. But me, no, nah, I was too young. I was just a baby. That, the, they used to, they had an idea, this genius idea, to ride motorcycles. And it was that back highway that you come up from the backside, I think through Keystone. Yeah. And they rode that with Harleys. And a lot of the talent didn't do it, but some of them did. And just to just think, figure out that logistic nightmare, you know, you're going on LaZale and trying to drive oh, through God. Junction to go through there. During the rally. Yeah, during the rally when it looks like Times Square, you know, the start, stop, let them go and, and get in there. Um, do you, do you, did you ever watch those old pay-per-views to see what it, what it was like? Would you like yeah. to go and see that again that happens out there? Yeah. I would. If I could go back in time and do that, just, like, walk out in my backyard and see it, I would do it. Absolutely. I can only imagine, like, what it would be like out there because I, was, I wasn't I was old enough to go out there. Like, my my parents wouldn't have, wouldn't even oh, yeah. take the chance to drive out there, you know. They would have been like, are you nuts? Are you kidding me? Um, then they started doing uh, nitros out in Rapid City. Mm-hmm. And then they had it Sioux Falls. But a little uh, um, kind of a side note, we never would get any pay-per-views or any, like, actually main TV shows around this area, ever. Yeah. It was it used to be the old Territory days, and that's what I was talking to a couple people on Twitter about how I like the NWA that they have on Tuesday, uh, which is Happy Edo Wrestling Tuesday today. And mm-hmm. it's spring break, officially, for, I like to say, for us. Uh, but the the amount of shows that we got were, like, zero. Like, Man. absolute zero. And so then when they started doing one, we had in Sioux Falls, they basically had this little steel structure with a curtain, maybe two lights on it, the ring, the barricades, that was it. Wow. And the barricades were long ways. They weren't just around the ring. Everybody was sitting on the bleachers <laughs> the whole time. So wow. like, this is how low profile house show, independent show that it was. So... The NWO was at its height, you know, getting up there. And people were, you know, at that time throwing garbage in there, you know, mm-hmm. some of these shows when they did that. Well, they were coming out. We had Scott Steiner. We had Kevin Nash. Uh, we had uh, Lex Luger there. Wow, pretty high-profile oh, guys. They had some high-profile guys, and the majority of them were all NWO guys, you know. Yeah. Um, I bring this up because, you know, now the, the 2020 Hall of Fame, you know, the NWO is going oh, into yeah. the, the Hall of Fame. Their fight broke out later on because people were throwing garbage in there and they went out of character and the show wasn't supposed to stop. They quit it early, about 15, 20 minutes early and said, if you guys don't quit throwing garbage, there's kids around the ring. We're going to end this. Well, no one listened. And there was kids that were getting hit. And so they got out of the ring and one guy threw something and hit one of the wrestlers. And this big old guy was, like, overalls. And I said this to Eddie Kingston when uh, Cole was interviewing him. Um, The guy got out and started getting upset and angry and broke through the barricade. Oh, my God. And security had to come and wrangle him. And that's when everybody started, like, hey, you guys all need to leave, escort. And then, you know, we went outside to talk to uh, uh, Charles Robinson. If you ever get a chance, he's one of the nicest individuals, greatest referees of all time. But he... We'll sit there and walk out, and if you want to say hi to him, he'll he'll come up and say hi to you. 
you know, if you just say, hi, how you doing, Mr. Robinson? And, and he'll come up and just talk to you for a little bit. Just just an awesome guy. And that's what he did after the show. And then we were like, yeah, it's kind of nuts in there, you know. And he goes, yeah, yeah. It, sometimes it gets that way. But, I mean, that was before the whole, like, the way it is now with the atmosphere. But, yeah, there was – then that then they saw how packed it was. That was in the Sioux Falls Arena. I oh was able God. to go up there and get tickets. I, I don't know how you were – when you first were able to go to a show, but I was like a kid in the candy store when my parents bought oh, me, me tickets. Oh, me too. My, my, my dad and my mom never liked pro, pro wrestling. They didn't want me to watch it. I had to sneak back and yeah. forth downstairs in the basement living room just to watch it because they're like, oh, ah, man. you don't want to watch that crap, you know? Um, so enough about that. But anyway, are there, like, are you going to go to WrestleMania or are you going to go to some other house shows that are coming up? Do you have things planned? I would love to go to WrestleMania um, if I get that kind of money. Right. <laughs> then yeah, I'll go to WrestleMania. Um, more than more than anything, I would love to go to the WWE Hall of Fame induction ceremony. Yeah. I love that stuff. That's like my favorite thing every year. Um, other than that, I, like I'm probably just going to be watching them and talking about them. Right. But in the long term, I would absolutely love to go to a pay per view be there and then talk about it from there the one that i really would like to go for and i've been pushing this on twitter as i'd like to see uh eugene get into the hall of fame yeah because of everybody that uh that trains um that basically that's on the show right now and on other shows he had trained i mean he trained all of them you yeah. know so i mean even uh with uh, what was it Beth Phoenix even mentioned his name and said that, yeah, you know, he, he, he gave him, she gave him credit for everything that he's done in the back behind the scenes and that he doesn't get enough credit for it. Mm -hmm. um, but I, that's what I'm hoping. And if that was a chance and I had the money, I would definitely want to be there to support him. I think that would yeah. be really cool. Um, I'm kind of shook that he's not in the Hall of Fame right now. That's like right because that's he's crazy to OVW, me. OVW, he's you know trained all those guys. You know, it, sometimes I wonder about that process and how they do it. I mean, yeah. I know they don't have a real building. I wish they did. I think someday they will. I, I really do. I hope someday they will. The one thing that I hope that they do with that Hall of Fame is that when they do and hopefully get a building, they make the Hall of Fame like a true Hall of Fame. Look at everybody that's been in, in wrestling. doesn't matter if they're within the company or not. Let those individuals be recognized that have been in the business for a long time and actually have a board just like what they do in other sports and make it a Absolutely. real Hall of Fame. You know, it, it's, it's a real Hall of Fame. They're, they're, they're happy that they get to have that recognition in that time. But, you know, if somebody's never been in that company, consider them. Talk about it. See their stats. Yeah. See how they were doing. What did they draw? Their money and, and all that. And then, you know, have them come in. That would make it more original. That would make it more, you know, mean more. I, I To me, I would think. I don't know it what you It adds thought. more legitimacy to the sport of professional wrestling right. if you do that. Like, it's really the only logical choice. It just makes sense. Right. So, with you, uh, you said that you were going to school that we were talking on off camera. Uh, mm -hmm. What did you go to school for? I got my BFA in acting from the University of South Dakota. Right on. Yeah, uh, just graduated this past May. Oh, congratulations to you then. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. How long did that take? What I mean, was it stressful? It was very stressful. It was very stressful. Um, I graduated high school in 2013, so it took me six years to get my undergrad degree, which was, you know, not ideal. But, I mean, we got through it. 
we're done with it now. We don't have to go back. So really just looking forward from here. Well, now that you said that you went to school for that and you're, you're done and you're gra- graduated and that stuff and you're doing pro wrestling podcast and that, mm-hmm. do you see yourself kind of wanting to step into that ring as a manager, talker, media person behind the scenes? Cause I mean, now they have schools that you can go to. I mean, like I said, I'm kind of biased with OVW though, too. It's a certified school in the state of Louisville, Kentucky. So you can learn, you know, video editing and all that other stuff mm-hmm. to get that. I mean, you already went to school, but I mean that you might be able to step in the business if you have that passion. Have you ever thought about that? It's something that I'm definitely interested in. You know, I'm not much of an athlete myself, but I've always had such a great admiration and respect for the great talkers of the business. You know, Jimmy Hart, Paul Heyman, people like that. Those are, those are the things about wrestling that I really, really love. And it's something that I could see myself doing. So, I mean, maybe. Who knows? Right on. Uh, out of the women's division, who, who do you admire the most other than Shayna? Because, I mean, that's just an obvious choice. Oh, yeah. It's, like we were it's, talking about. I mean, I hate to sound like a, like a noob or whatever, but, I mean, Becky Lynch is the face of the company right now. She's amazing. She's on fire. She's... There's nowhere but up from here for her. You know, I think she's got a lot more left in her. I have a little Irish. I have Irish in me, and I like Becky Lynch. I've always liked Becky Lynch since the beginning. But now that she's going against Shayna, I have to, you know, the tried and true, you know, South Dakota. Uh, speaking of that, if uh, our our friend, and I think you have Stephanie on, on Twitter too, but she's usually been like, I think it's been four times. She's almost a five-time person to have her tweet on backstage. And, oh my god, really? Yeah. Every time that she tweets for that, it's always on there and I took a picture of it, saw it. They have it usually on their YouTube sometimes too when they have the wrestlers, you know, ask questions and all that. Mm-hmm. I I go up to her and said, "How many times is this?" You know, I'd like to be if, you know, don't be greedy, let other people have it. <laughs> She's all about Becky Lynch and I said, "Now we have we're, we have fighting words here." And no so kidding. like I, I I should give a shout out to her because uh, she's been a very good friend of of the podcast, and and she's she's just a cool person on Twitter, uh, in the wrestling community, positive, and and I got to give her credit. It just I thought about that when you were saying Becky Lynch. Um, now I'm gonna ask you this: You like Shayna, and you said Becky Lynch. I Who don't. Who are you picking I, in three weeks to win? I Who don't are you know. For? I'm gonna put you. On I the don't spot. know who's gonna win. That's what I love about this matchup, though, is because like, well, Shayna can't lose. But Becky's not going to lose. So who's going to win? I mean, I don't know. I'm really excited are you about sure you're it. you're not a political science major? That was kind of the... <laughs> that was kind of the, the even, you know, I'm not going to say anything. But, you're you right. know, I am saying anything. I would love put you on to the spot here. Shana who are you going to pick? I would love to see Shayna get it. But I don't think Becky's done being champion, quite frankly. I think that she's going to keep it. We'll have to try to. We'll have to figure out something to do because I think Shayna all the way. I, I'm gonna. You be, think Shayna's gonna get I, it? I think Shayna's gonna get it. I think that'd be Man. awesome. I think that'd be really cool for Shayna to, Shayna to get it. I mean, she's a cage fighter. She's obvious. I mean, you can be the man, but you I mean, I didn't see Becky in the UFC and dominating in no the top kidding. top of the you know the world in, in the nation. So I I got to I got to go with uh, got to go with old uh, Shayna. Uh, I the, want Shayna to get it. I, I would too. I think that would be really cool. I I, I try to, if if uh, her dad's watching this, I told her dad, I go house party at your house right as soon as that she won the elimination <laughs> chamber, and he's like, we'll see, we'll see. I, was, I had I told him I said I had to give you a little rib there, 
a little bit. <laughs> He's part of the front row crew. If you haven't uh, ever heard oh about my God. them, if you've heard stories about them, uh, uh, you already know. But if you haven't, then you you need to go ask questions. Uh, try to <laughs> try to try to get a hold of DJ J J K and uh, you know Easy C, the Midwest All Pro Tag Teams. Uh, they used to be champions there. Go ahead and ask them about the front row crew. Uh, <laughs> there's some interesting stories. I don't know if you can really say on camera, but it's pretty funny uh, about them. Um, any independent stars, because we like to talk about independent stars on this show, any of the independent stars that you've seen at Midwest All Pro or other ones, who do you like right now? Who do you uh, are, are rooting for? Oh, man. I mean, I'm a big Ronnie Brown fan myself. Yeah? That guy can wrestle. I love Dirty Jeff. Dirty Jeff is my boy. He actually went to school with me at USD for a little while, oh, so I know he? him. I know him fairly well. Uh, rock and roll, Rob McFall, my boy. Right all on. those guys, I love them. Right on. I I like them all. Uh, I really would like to see, and I've been trying to push uh, on on social media um, and some of the other ones. I'd like to see uh, Nitro. I'd like mm -hmm. to see Ronnie as a tag team going in. To like this uh, circle squared that's which is probably going to air on YouTube on the NWA uh, YouTube channel here shortly. Uh, I'd like to see Yellow Dog. I'd like to see J.C. Slater, uh, T.J. Benson, uh, Prince Ali, oh, uh, yeah. the African Prince. Uh, obviously, I want to see Eugene. Uh, you know, he's 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 the, that's the, a given. He's, he's the boss man. He's the you know it's the given. Um, Delorean Diggs. Mm -hmm. uh, but you know. With all those guys, I like them all, and some of them I didn't name, and I apologize to anybody of them listening. But I really want to see Nitro, you know, go because um, I don't want to see him leave, but I want to see him, you know, succeed even higher because of his story, his background. He's he's he he's a great person, excellent father, uh, a great guy. Uh, my son's training there to be a referee at Midwest All Pro Wrestling every once in a while, uh, and he's done some shows. Uh, and my son's told me how great you know of a role model he is i'd like to see him take that next step like uh rich maxwell to be rich rich maxwell did oh yeah and and go down to you know maybe georgia uh i think it would be really cool he just has that that it factor he does uh, they all do but i will say anything to anybody and i said this to the other guys on the pro wrestling uncut show um the midwest is the best and if you want to prove yourself you have to come here because we have the top talent and I will say that till I'm blue in the face. The top talent in in the nation, in, in maybe in the world at this point, because it's it's different, it's unique. Uh, the style isn't the same as as everything else. And the character wise, I think we have characters that can you know step up. I mean, we just had at now this is wrestling down in uh, Nebraska. They had you know Jay Jay Fowler, Buns of Steel, going against Matt Cross, Mad Dog 2020 mm -hmm. for the you know now this is championship, and I just reviewed that on youtube um i mean be able to do that donnie pepper cricket went against joey ryan you know the the pop icon That's against amazing. The King of Dog. <laughs> you know like this the the talent is is endless um is there anything else that you want to like you know promote or say or anything before we uh, end the show here i mean bummer slam fridays at noon if you got some time go and check it out other than that i mean I don't have anything else to say. Well, I mean, I appreciate you being on. I think it's really cool. I think we should do this more often. I want to support all the podcasts oh, yeah. around. Uh, 
you know, it's not every day that you get to meet somebody in this, the same area because, like I said before off camera, a lot of people in this area don't want to admit that they're, you know, pro wrestling fans because a lot of people get a, we get a lot of crap for it. It's not True. like we care, but, I mean, that's just the name of the game, and, that, and that's the way it is. Uh, we'll get your information. I'll make sure that I have it, put it in here, the link and all that. I recommend you go to listen to her podcast. Uh, where do they, can they find you on social media? Why don't you go ahead and tell them that? And, uh, you know, make sure that they know the name and spell it right, other than we'll put that in the link. Yeah, you can find me primarily on Twitter. I'm always on Twitter. You can follow Bummerslam at Bummerslam Pod, or you can follow my main at Rowdy Rat Girl. That's Rat Girl two T's and Girl with a U. Right on. The old Rowdy Rowdy Piper. Rowdy little, uh, yeah, I like that. That's really cool. Yeah, near dear to my art, too. Well, I love him so much. Hey, you know what? That's the guy that, you know, could talk in the mic and Jake the Snake Roberts for days. And they, oh, were yeah. still, they, they could still run circles ar around everybody. So, uh, like I said, I appreciate you being on. Everybody go check out her podcast. Check her out on social media. Follow, like, or subscribe. Uh, you know, this is Rowdy Rat. I'm DJ Barbecue. I'm out. Peace. It's brought to you by KBAC.rocks. Rock radio the way rock radio should be. Go to KBACradio.com and listen today. Jekyll and Hyde Barbecue. Our brothers from another mother. They make barbecue so good. It'll put a smile on your face. Remedy Brewing Company. It's the remedy for what ails you. And Midwest All Pro Wrestling. Go to MidwestAllProWrestling.com and get tickets and feel the excitement.